0: Hello, and
1: welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today, I am in Durham, North Carolina, talking with Caroline and Ethan Barbie from Barrel Culture Brewing and Blending. Thank you two
2: for having me down. Ah, thanks for coming, man. We have uh It's been a fun weekend so far
1: that's i mean actually we just need to start out with thanking you two so much for your hospitality this weekend and i know i've told you already that is the barrel culture invitational is one of the by far the best festivals i've ever attended
2: thank you very much that's we we appreciate you saying that i mean we've it's, it's a lot of work by a lot of people, but uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's something we're really proud of. So
0: yeah, it's hard to believe that you say it's the best, but uh, you know we all definitely put in a lot of work, and uh, we just want to make the best experience. Uh, we like to go to them, and so we uh, like to just provide a great experience for the brewers, all the volunteers. We couldn't do it without them, number one. Um, and just like all the cool beer that's here, uh, it's really a group effort. I I think it doesn't make it hard just to be amazing with all the good people and stuff we have here.
1: And and despite you trying to claim that it wasn't organized, it was also one of the most organized.
0: I think that's the perfectionism. Yeah, <laughs> if think, we all think it's not, like, we're like, it's not going to go okay, then we all keep each other on our toes.
2: Yeah, it was every single person, like, at each other's wits end, by the end of the week. But it, it was because everybody wanted it to be so great. And. Yeah, well, I that- think that's always one of the things when you're
1: actually throwing an event you know how you want everything to go. So even if like, you know, something is an inch out of place, you notice it. But the hundreds of people that are here enjoying themselves have no idea you wanted it that way and all they see is the great time they're having and how good of a job you did.
0: Yeah, that's really true. We just we have I think most people one of the things they don't realize is how small of a team we are here. Um so we have about like six full-time and then we've got some amazing bartenders, but we really you know count on all the volunteers and you know everybody helping us out but it's like with six people uh just putting all their like heart and soul into it that's what that's what really matters
2: also when you get a bunch of brewers around too they tend to not like to just sit around and watch other people work too so i I will say that it's very nice uh Yesterday morning, the guys from Prolific were here early, helping move everything and, and helping us get ready. And
0: oh yeah, the whole patio tent. <laughs> yeah, so it, it you know it's, it's A.K.A. the rain tent, and it did rain, so I'm glad we had the tents. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's uh, yeah we had a last minute setting change. I know if you saw Friday night, the patio yeah. was set up for it, and then we moved it Saturday morning. I mean, and it did rain. Which yeah.
1: beforehand, you would have no idea that that was the intention because it looked like it was meant to be down there all the time.
2: So. Uh, yeah, honestly, we were pretty happy with how it looked after we moved it down there. We're like, oh, This works. It creates another seating area. and
0: Yeah, and then we just moved the food pop-ups out there. Mm-hmm. That was fun. All
1: right, let's talk about barrel culture now. Um, ooh, I guess let, let's just... How um how did the two of you uh, even get into craft beer?
2: Um, it's kind of funny. We moved here about nine years ago and uh, from Texas and what? Is that
1: why there were so many people from Texas
0: here? There was people keep <laughs> asking keeps There were two breweries <laughs> from Texans Texas are here. Great. So. No, there were
1: more
2: than two Texas breweries, weren't there?
0: Urban South and Parish?
2: Parish is Louisiana. He was from Texas and uh Turning Point in the Urban South. Yeah. I believe we're the only two Texas breweries. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. Seemed like more. I, it, maybe I, they just like multiplied. People were, just said Texas a lot.
2: There were a lot of people from Turning Point, so that was, they, they brought, maybe they brought was, the full team. That was fun. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? So we
0: moved here from Texas. Yeah, so we moved here from Texas, and yeah, we We were
2: already like. Maybe experimenting with craft beer a little bit Not full on craft beer I was drinking like Leinen Kugel, Sunset Wheat For a long period of time
1: I think Leinen Kugel is a typical gateway craft
2: mm-hmm. beer
0: In college, yeah, yeah, for sure
2: And we moved here And I think it was within the first like few months We started going to the Flying Saucer
0: In downtown in Raleigh, Raleigh.
2: <clears throat> And we did the card And we were working towards plates And we were just we drink three different beers every single time we go in there. And uh, I think through that, we started just kind of learning about the local scene and the local breweries and kind of got into it that way. And then started traveling and visiting breweries when we were out of town. And an opportunity came up to be a part of it. And, you know, we were like, I think we want to do this. We really like it. And it's,
0: yeah, it kind of fell into us. Like, um, within the first year moving here, we were like, um, we have a brewery. We we were just testing out living in North Carolina. Uh, we were like, I don't know. Like, we left our families in Texas, and we, were, we just wanted something new, something pretty. North Carolina is gorgeous. It's got the mountains, the beach. Um, so we came out here, and uh, we just fell in love with beer in North Carolina at the same time. So... Yeah, um, in, the,
2: in the first year, we actually at the end of the first year we lived here, we gave ourselves like we're going to do a lease for a year and see if we're like living, living in North in Carolina, Carolina or if we're just going to hightail it back to Texas, which we have not done and <laughs> do not plan to do. Um, you don't want to follow everyone everyone else there.
1: It seems like that's all it's talked about. I know. The, I mean, it's uh, all flocking
2: of people know, to Texas. All you need is like one mid-July day and. <laughs> in dallas to be like "Mm, it's a little hot it's a different kind of hot so uh that's
1: i um i interviewed for a job out of college in lafayette and that was my first introduction to texas was the layover to get to lafayette (laughs) and it was i guess to fly in lafayette it's only tiny planes yeah. so that was also the first time i experienced having to walk across tarmac oh my gosh to get into a plane
0: yeah Yeah. and yeah I, it was
1: like october <laughs> at the end of october and it was really hot i'm like i don't like it here and then i flew to lafayette and got off the plane and i was like it is really hot here i don't like this <laughs>
0: maryland's probably much nicer so i retreated well the,
1: i was in pittsburgh then so even better
2: because it was colder so i retreated back to the north <laughs> yeah we we definitely like the seasons here much better we, we get four almost real true seasons and a beautiful fall which we're leaning into right now and but yeah we were here for about a year and we invested in our first the first beer or brewery that we were involved in and still are um to a small part, uh, silent partners there, but uh, Noose River Brewing and blend, uh, Brasserie. Brasserie uh, in What's that
1: word?
2: Brasserie? <laughs> Brasserie? Yeah. Brasserie. Restaurant. It's a restaurant. <laughs> oh. So it used to just be Noose River Brewing. And then um, two years ago, mm-hmm. they added a kitchen and added food. And then uh, a fancy, unpronounceable word.
0: Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> upscale for brewery food, but it's really good. They've yeah. got cocktails and great wine list and um, and brunch. still the beer. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun. So, um, And then after, so we were like, okay, this is fun. Um, and then Barrel Culture kind of presented itself with a bunch of friends. And that's really cool because we knew everybody that started Barrel Culture, we knew from like beer shares and like everybody was just like always drinking good beer and so we kind of saw like a need for that in the triangle like let's bring some of this like cool stuff that we're always like traveling for and like wanting to try like the barrel aged fruited sour is how we got started like it's it's just amazing that's still my favorite like mixed firm is my favorite um I love like a, a dry hopped and like peach like you know like fruity like super delicious um that's just my jam so that's kind of how Uh, We got started with this as we just wanted to bring something cool to the Triangle and for the craft beer lovers here, and like for ourselves. Like we were like, how cool would it be to make, you know, what we want to drink?
2: Yeah, and
1: that's one of the things I I love about you too. Also, is that you genuinely just love craft beer and trying everything. Like you still do like beer shares and
0: everything too, right? Our whole team, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we we've been in a Thursday share for the like the last. Eight Years the whole time we've lived basically here, basically, the whole time we've lived here, we're in the same group of people. I mean, it grows and it, you know, you people drop, people, in, and people out. drop yeah. in and out, but like every Thursday,
0: even uh, during the pandemic, uh, we did Zoom shares, yeah.
2: went to the Zoom <laughs> shop. Awesome. yeah, and not, we, we went even further actually. Uh, yeah. We actually would meet up with jars in, all in masks, in masks, and, and you would show up, you would split and do all the jars at your house. We had these little
0: mason, jars, Four like ounce like small, mason yeah. jars
2: and everybody would pour their beers so for the most part we were only drinking stout or mead yeah because you can't, you can't, pour you can't an IPA really pour into it. <laughs> in there but uh, but we would uh, all
0: have our side glasses ipas or pilsners or whatever
2: we drink through the whole thing during the share on the zoom and
0: it was fun it was the yeah. same it was like everybody could talk about what they're because we learned pretty quickly the fun part of the share isn't just drinking the beer that's in your fridge yeah, looking at a phone up with yeah Or, you know, it was like we all had these beers that we were like, hey, I can't drink this 750 of adjunct stout. Like for us, at least like between two of us, some of the people, you know, were by themselves. And so it just wasn't that much fun. So that's kind of how we got to the jars so we could still all share um, what we had and all the things we wanted to bring. Um, And it was really a highlight during that part. And it's like beer can just bring so much happiness to people. And um, we were really happy that, you know, during all the, the last two years, the. You know, some Saturdays would be bigger than, like, if our tap room was open, just from all locals driving up, um, loading beer in their car. And uh, we did some – Ethan would go and do uh, this really cool thing out at Dirty Bowl. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Dirty Bull every Saturday for basically the start of the pandemic through till they re- uh, uh, reopened tap rooms and allowed people back into tap rooms. Every Saturday, we – every Durham brewer would go out to the uh, parking lot at Dirty Bowl, and they would – buy the beer from us and set it up in their POS system and then there'd be a drive-through market and we would just put stuff in cars, in the back of cars and sell off of a table and then they'd write us a check the next week for everything we sold and just That's kept the way to going. keep it
0: legal Yeah But it was really cool Because it was like you, Every
2: Saturday You'd have a line of cars the, It was
0: like all the local breweries mm-hmm. And a lot of people They would just buy one thing From each table So yeah. it was really cool To introduce people To all the different yeah. uh Like local beer And like the stuff going on And um it gave us a good chance To like really showcase Because we were just coming Into our uh clean uh beer program So it was really a fun way For us to be able to showcase Like all of our new brands And still have like Our 500 milliliter uh, sour bottles But um It was was a really good way, kind of. We definitely see the silver linings from um, the past couple of years. You know, it's easy to talk about all the bad things, but uh,
1: there's a a lot of breweries that it was actually good for. Like, obviously, a lot of bad, but for the business itself, actually ended up being good for it. Or a time where they were able to focus and expand and do new things. I was
0: going to say, it really gave at least us a time to like focus and, um, really decide, you know, like what you want the beer to be. And, um, you know, we've always said that our tagline is uh, making beer that matters and that's, you know, Ethan came up with that and that it's, it's just really important to us. And it, it, I think it really, you know, helped a lot of other, um, breweries kind of hone in on that, you know, um, give you time to really just be like you you can't it's like the tap room experience is so much fun but during that point it was like the beer has to be the most important yeah. part
2: yeah package blew up if you had the ability to package in, in an online store which now everybody has an online store because you, if you didn't have one in week one, that's what you were doing.
1: Were you set up for that beforehand? Yeah. Or was that yeah. so we you, got you our had our leg up?
0: We were. But it we was were, only for our members. Yeah,
2: it was only for our members, and we weren't selling beer on it. But, I mean, it was just minor twitches there, and, and boom, we were ready to roll. So we I think, sh-
0: Yeah, we actually shut down a week before they, like, suggested it, and we were like, okay, we're going to take this week. Um,
2: yeah, we let everybody stay home, and then we just kind of game planned for – what's gonna happen and how we're gonna kinda yeah. work through it. But and and even then it's like well what was the point of that? Because everything was was just so fluid the whole day it was yeah, just changed all a, the time. Could, so yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know how it was here, like regulatory wise, but like in Maryland it was kind of just like anyone could have a plan and then two weeks later would be completely upended
2: by what was and wasn't allowed and oh yeah and we were we were trying to open our second tap room at the same time so we had gotten to like the very end of that in the permitting process when the city shut down and they wouldn't send anybody out to do the fire permanence and that was really like all we had left we would have been able to open and run package out of there and we weren't able to do that in the first you know Three months almost. Mm, it took yeah. three months before we could get somebody to come out there, and actually we, we couldn't get anybody to do our. We had to do fingerprints too, and we couldn't get anybody. To, they weren't doing fingerprints because for personal of the close contact yeah. at the station. So we actually uh, Ben Farrar at Forgotten Rodells who pulled was here yesterday. Strings. He pulled some strings out in Graham. Where they are, and a little got,
0: more uh, looser on the restrictions. It's a little more rural. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: they uh, they got us in, got his fingerprints, and then finally the city agreed to come out. And but yeah, it was you know, I've said a lot. Of, I've said like I think like if you look at data, like numerical data for breweries and stuff over the last like two years. I don't know if there's much to really learn learn there other than just like this was weird. And move on. So, Everybody
1: like, that's, just that's one of the things I've, I, I, I've talked about a bunch to different breweries, especially ones that opened during or right before. Like no how, reference point. Yeah. yeah. How hard is it to make any kind of planning because you have. One, like even going forward, if you did have reliable data from years beforehand, you have no idea how applicable it is. And then if you open during there, your what you've experienced is completely useless to what's going to happen
2: going forward. And there's a chance that this package movement just continues too. Yeah, which is going to drive down taproom numbers, but you're it's just going to change how how people consume it. And I think people got really used to being able to go into the store. And being able to order online and get much better, much more uh, quantities and different brands that they weren't traditionally able to get their hands on.
0: Oh, yeah. That's been something that we talked about how cool it was. Um, Like, just the ability to get the beer that you wanted to drink from all over the United States. Like, we were, like, you know, getting, like... A box of beer, like, you know, because all the breweries are now like, proxies allowed, anything allowed. Online like,
2: ordering. And yeah. So we're like, let's fill your truck up. Let's make yeah. a brewery a this month. And then we find a proxy and, like, you know.
0: Yeah, we'd make huge orders. And um, it, it was really, and it was nice to be able to support local businesses because we knew they were struggling, you know. And yeah. um, it was, we could easily have drank out of our cellar for probably those two years and probably still had some. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, where's the fun in that? Who
1: wants old beer? <laughs> um let's take a real quick break a sponsor break and then when we get back um we'll rewind a little bit and just talk about the beginnings of barrel culture again yeah so we'll be right back uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So when Barrel Culture first opened, was it just mixed firm and no clean beer? Yeah, like
2: just just Wild Ale mixed 100%. firm. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everything was was that end. We as especially as like the first year or, that's or two, in the first six months well, we knew. Yeah, the first year or two of this building though, like we had done so much wild things and sour stuff that when we started to try to pilot brew uh, clean beer. We were having problems in the kettle. Okay. We were having problems with it turning so quickly. There's so much bacteria in the air that we just we couldn't do anything in the same room, and so we also just knew doing the guest tap thing that like our you know mixed firm is great. We sell we would sell a lot of bottles and sell everything. But if we had an IPA on draft that was a guest tap or a lager on draft that was a guest tap, Those were our number one sellers, and it's like you can sit there and only for so long go, hmm. We're selling more of other people's (laughs) beer than we are of our beer.
0: Well, and not necessarily that. Yeah. But it was just, you know, people come to your brewery and they want to drink your beer. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's
1: part of the experience. Like, you want to see where it's made you want to get to know like the people who are making it like it's just that whole craft beer culture
0: exactly and the, i and as much as i love mixed firm like you can only drink two or three glasses and you need a break so yeah. like and we love hazy IPAs, so that's where we knew we wanted to start
2: it was always talked about at the beginning like we were always hoping to expand and figure out a way to do clean beer as well and it,
0: it took a little, little longer than we anticipated yeah but i mean
2: we rolled out a lot of good sour beer for the first two years and did a lot of fun things and and it's like you know it's all a new adventure and we've been able to build this back up and and have this the mix firm program where we want it to where we can just keep it running and keep it going and
1: in the so here where we are in Dor- the dorm location this is still all just yeah the mix I, I always wonder why, like they always, it's always called clean beer and then mixed firm. Like, why don't we call it dirty and, cl- like yeah.
0: right? It, the, the, the people whenever like, oh yeah, that's our clean beer side. They're like, what does that mean? Like, it's yeah. it is a very like, that's a it is
2: a it's a it's like question. The dirty from, beers over here from the <laughs> consumer. Definitely. Yeah, the consumer, especially well, the, no the casual consumer, why. is like, what do you mean clean program? Yeah. Uh, but it's you know.
0: They're basically just referring to the bacteria and the funk, just for people that don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
1: actually, I don't know. It's probably been a long time since I've had anyone actually explain those differences. So it may be worthwhile because I think the vast majority of people who enjoy sour beers now really just like kettle sour absolutely heavily adjuncted beers you, so what you're talking about is very different than that so you want to give like a quick yeah, level I, explanation
0: absolutely. of I'll, so it's really f- interesting because when we tell people they're like oh what's made here you know here in the back in the barrel room where we are and we'll kind of give like a brief description and they're like drinking um one of our most popular series right now like heavy jams which is our heavily fruited kettle sours and they're like oh so this and I'm like no not that <laughs> <laughs> and they're like but this is sour so Ethan you can kind of explain like,
2: yeah I mean it, I think that you're exactly right about that. that people now hear when they hear about sour beer they are predominantly pointing at the heavily fruited or the big fruited kettle sours or Berliners or that style of beer and while we do do that it is there are differences and we try to actually use those as gateways a little that bit. That was going to be my
1: next to question. Get have people you
2: to? Oh, I don't because you get a lot of people that come and go. I don't like sour beer. It's yeah. a very common like thing, but it, you know, then they try a heavy jam and are like, go, "Well, here,
1: try this thing that's not really beer." And then they're like,
2: "Oh, maybe I do like sour beer." I mean, maybe I have a couple of those, and they're like, "Ah, maybe I don't want something so sweet." Is there something less sweet? And then you start moving them towards the other side. Yeah. And uh, even on our mixed firm side, we do some heavily fruited stuff as well, and like go go pretty big on the fruit sometimes. But yeah,
0: especially in our member bottles. So the big difference, though, <laughs> with the crazy.
2: with the clean, sour versus the. wild sour is just dirty, the bacteria dirty. let's start a new the trend, dirty, the dirty sour.
0: sour no no i'm stopping this <laughs> trend before it starts it's
2: it's with our wild beer we pitch uh, bacterias and different bacterias and yeast strains and it's it ages f- for a minimum of three months in wood and just it lives a little wild and basically i mean uh,
1: do you um do you mainly use fresh wood or is it a mixture of like Second use barrels from whiskey or rum. Or- all
2: of all of what we are putting in have been putting in for the last amount of time is is wine barrels. So okay, we have a lot of red wine barrels. Uh, we've got, we've gotten some from Napa recently, and then we have a local vineyard that we've been able to acquire barrels from through time too. So uh, I think that is a goal of as we move forward with this program and how we've kind of changed our. Direction of how we're brewing here and 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 moving beer around, and I think we're hoping to add some more spirit barrels and do like some yeah. gin, and bourbon, and, and different fun barrels. We did a tequila. The, oh yeah, we we did we did a tequila barrel aged uh, sour with dissolver that turned out really good. And,
0: and uh, we're all. Also- I
1: I need to try some of their beer so bad because i absolutely love their instagram account it is one like my mind cannot fathom how they plan ahead enough to have it just one continuously evolving image (laughs) he is
2: brilliant
0: he he did um the video he he did he did it while he was here and i was like whoa like it was like up, like it was on instagram i was like Whoa. He is
2: brilliant. Like it's he is really just. Cool. A, he is. I need
1: you to introduce me to them because yeah. I, I want to talk to them. Yeah. They're nice guys.
2: They, his, all of his graphics I mean, like when you go into Dissolver, their menus, their video boards, everything. It's just like, it's you yeah. know. Well, we we like ours quite a bit, and uh, it, but it's always nice. It's just it's different. Just, it's cool to yeah. see. It's it. a
1: completely different approach. I mean, yeah. I I I you probably have gotten sick of me saying it this weekend, and actually, I'm positive you have because. Uh, you don't like Tyler to be complimented. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean? I think, um, I think you guys have an amazing Instagram account because the photography is just absolutely beautiful.
0: It's Tyler's really, really, really impressive. Um, he came on as graphic design, um, dabbling in photography, like very new.
2: Yeah, we, we brought him in to do labels to start with and he was just doing contract like labels for us but we knew it we knew it the first time we sat down with him when he interviewed and he showed it he had already he had already come up with some art and labels and stuff before we did anything and we we knew it immediately we were like this this is the real deal
0: we're pretty picky and we
2: we, we were on the same page like it was just like very much how we wanted it to look moving forward and he just he's been He's a rock he's star. He's super
0: so. into craft beer too. We all drink, you know, that's, I think that's the coolest thing is like he's just so tied into what's going on. Um, and, and you just have to be. So um, when we were talking about the mixed firm, I was going to say we've started doing like dark sours now mm-hmm. brewing. So we're going to expand it that way and like some saisons and stuff. And everything Tyler does with like the branding and like, his vision for keeping you know like how to introduce people to like our crazy pastry like mix firms and then like the heavy jam series is the branding's really across the board um and he does an excellent job he was huge in leading the festival for us um all the branding all the marketing um yeah
2: he took he took charge and was kind of the leader of the festival this year and
0: and we say when you said ethan doesn't like the compliments it's like Tyler knows how good he is and everybody else does too. So it's like, but we love hearing it. We joke with them all the time. We're like, hey, Tyler, did you know you're really good at <laughs> your job? Um,
1: so where did the name Barrel Culture come from? I feel like Ooh, it's kind of... that's kinda, a fun story.
0: Uh,
2: okay, so the building we're in right now is the former counterculture coffee building so i don't know if i'm not sure if counterculture is it's a national brand now they have, okay they've blown up and they, they're they all over the country but uh so they, i heard of like, starbucks yeah <laughs> uh, well they don't they make actual they make oh. coffee and not like <laughs> serve coffee maybe they did serve coffee i don't know but they they moved into this like really nice facility and then and, and moved out of here and the first day we toured it i, I mean i don't we have a we have an llc name that is pellicle brewing llc and that was going to be the name of the brewery but from the get-go i was like mm, we got to think of a different name <laughs> something uh, that runs off the tongue a little <laughs> bit better <laughs> yeah, a little hey, you bit.
0: say pellicle and people are what is that
1: <laughs> so that was going to be one of my other questions what is that yeah I did,
2: yeah a lot of explaining it's a <laughs> it's a film on top of wild sour beer it's a bacteria it's a lot of explaining to do every time saying yeah, you, I you mean, say it the name
1: completely makes sense, but there was what maybe
2: five people. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure more than that, but still. So <laughs> we we come into tour this building and they still have the letters. It didn't say counter; it just said culture.
0: They had started taking the vinyl off the front door, but okay. it's just okay. not it said finished. culture,
2: and our whole like we were going to do all this wood wood aging, and that was everything was going to be in a barrel to start with, and. I don't, When we walked in, I go, "Ooh, what about barrel culture?"
0: And we then, had been bouncing. I mean, the yeah. team had so many different names, and like none of them were just sticking. We just couldn't think of anything. I was like, "Barrel culture," and we were nobody I was,
2: really said anything. And then we kind of came back to it a week later, and then everybody's like, "Ooh, we've been thinking. I think barrel culture is where we're going here. I it's a great name.
1: It's just."
2: And then we makes added sense. the brewing <laughs> and blending on to kind of pay homage to our favorite brewery. At the time, still one of my love favorite brewers. Yeah. Still love those guys. Yeah, Casey, Casey Brewing. in Glenwood, Colorado. Casey Brewing and blending, and we wanted to you know just kind of pay homage to them and the style we were doing.
0: I mean, it is what we were doing. You yeah. brew and you blend the barrels, and that's why everybody you know whenever they come in here and they see all the wine barrels, they're like, "Wow, like what is this?" You know, because it, it you're used to seeing it in a winery, not in a brewery. Yeah. Um, like a barrel. We have a barrel wall. Um,
2: Constantly, when we get deliveries here, and people come in through the loading dock and the you know trucking companies and different people are like, "What? What do y'all do here? What is this?" Because I mean, truthfully, until you get to the back, it doesn't all it doesn't necessarily look like every brewery. Every brewery, you know, it's got yeah. its own unique vibe. We, you know, wild beers, a little small different. tanks, yeah. it, but it, a lot of wood. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully we're we're hoping to get four stacks high and and add about twice as many as we have right now
0: and it's really fun so the blending part comes for people that don't really know a lot about mixed firm um our brewers will taste through uh all the different barrels you know every couple of at least once a month probably and just try them out and you know you want one that's more neutral one that's more sour acidic um and you know just kind of taste it and then you blend it to get that perfect balance like And then that's how you kind of decide like, oh, I think this fruit would go really well with this, like, or like some honey or, um, you know, that's kind of the fun part about, I mean, sometimes the ideas do come from the fruit. So we'll have like, okay, our pie time series, let's do um, our next pie time will be pie time black currant. So, you know, when we're tasting that, that'll be like a little bit more sour. So when they're tasting through the barrels, they'll kind of know, you know, what they're looking for to complement that. There we go. You're 30 <laughs> at. <laughs>
2: it's it's close enough to noon.
0: <laughs>
2: I've I've got this one sitting in front of me and I'm, it's it's screaming at me. It's I,
0: been a I long weekend. I just
2: finished
1: the. Well, I did the um order that Caroline <laughs> prescribed. I had the can of coffee. I did the CBD sparkling water. That's gone. So now I gotta move on to the beer.
0: It's the perfect uh, hangover <laughs> cure, I <laughs> think.
1: After a weekend of debauchery, it's the it's what. <laughs> That's what the doctor ordered. <laughs> He's gonna order me like six hours on the couch in a heating bed, probably. But I am, as much as I'm not looking forward to driving home today, you're looking forward to getting home. I, well, I'm really looking forward to getting home, but I'm also looking forward to the heated seats of my car oh. making my back feel. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that, that's the only part of the drive home that I'm anticipating to be nice. This beer is really good. I had one of these. Um, it was Friday night, maybe, and it was good, but it was after my uh, palate had already been destroyed <laughs> by a lot of stuff, and it was more of like I want another beer, but I want something easier on me. Uh, but, we did and that also- with
2: standard brewing. It's a Italian style Pilsner with standard brewing here and. In- Raleigh, and what's cool about this one is that they they are 100% or their brewery they use 100% Riverbend malt, which is a uh, maltery out of Asheville, and it's all local. And for our sour here, everything we brew in house in Durham is 100% Epiphany malt, which is a Durham malt house. And so we did a 50/50 Epiphany Riverbend for the collab, and it turned out really nice. We were really happy with how it uh, came together.
1: Are the, has there been more than one crispy gentleman or is it always an Italian Pilsner? Do
2: it. We looked it up on Untapped when I came up with the name, and I don't think anybody had ever done. Well, no, it. no, I meant you.
1: Like I, I for some reason I was confused and I thought I saw that you guys made another crispy gentleman that was like a different. Like in my mind, it was a series of
2: uh, no, that's crispy beer. That's was, the only one we probably okay. put crispy on something.
0: Well, we call something like. We call up uh, like the guys in our brewery that love the lagers, Zach and Tyler. We call them Crispy Boys. So uh, that kind of—I mean, a lot of people call it a Crispy Boy. Yeah. So um, that kind of came with it. And you know, we have like a little Cherry Boy and a little Beach uh, Boy. Little Beach Boy, Little Beach Boy, Little Cherry, little boy. Boy, <laughs> little cherry boy, and Little fo- Pizza Boy. Yeah, so Little Pizza Boy is a joke. It was, was our. April Fool's little joke,
2: pastrami boy. Also, it was an April Fool's but joke. But the
0: little pizza boy got some attention, and uh, a brewery called us, and they were like, "Hey, um, so we have to like kind of see and do that because pizza boy brewing yeah. that <laughs> I had a problem with." It? <laughs> and wow. I was like. Um. So know, like it's April Fools' today, and like that's a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Did they get
1: in touch with you that quickly? Oh like yeah. They-
0: Instagram. Like we need to speak to someone on your legal team. I was like, oh, is that me? No, not really. But I'll call you. <laughs> it's April Fools'. Did,
2: did you look at the calendar? <laughs> no. <laughs> Once he, he realized, he was just like, Oh man. No, and then
0: he no, no, and then he was like, Hey, we should do a collab. and I was like. He's like, should we throw pepperoni in the boil? I was like, so I'm not really a brewer, and that sounds kind of wild, but I'll bring it to the team. <laughs> <laughs> so we still haven't done it. But, hey, if you're listening, out, we're not against it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. He, pr- he probably did have a complete, like, oh, man moment yeah, whenever was, you pointed out that. It honestly, it
2: was, was one of those things where it seemed like his somebody co- contacted him and told him that he yeah. had to do that. Because yeah, he, he didn't really want to do yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, like I, was,
0: I feel like <laughs> a jerk. I don't want to do that. Like, uh, and, I, and this is a
1: conversation I've had a bunch of times do- while recording is that like, I don't think people understand that – trademark owners have to do that or they lose their trademark yep and every business and i'm assuming you guys have too have put a lot of money and effort and blood sweat and tears into building your trademarks the last thing you want to do is lose it because you didn't protect it and then anyone could use that name yeah
0: definitely but Um, probably
1: should have looked at the (laughs) the calendar
0: (laughs) well and the picture is like a can of like pepperonis all over tyler tyler is like a troll at heart i think (laughs) at heart (laughs) (laughs) and so like april fool's day is like his day to shine so yeah he just loves it so much
1: um i recently did a beer named um pizza on the inside that had just pizzas all over the can yeah but, but we didn't name it little pizza boy so i guess that's why we were safe
2: yeah <laughs> don't call it little pizza boy
1: <laughs> so
2: i don't know was it good how did it turn out did you use pizza oh no, there in was, the beer no it was purely based
1: on when i had the brewery on as guests okay like the the owner of the brewery loves pizza okay and like, like literally the second thing i said to him when I got, the, well, that, the second thing, he, he, first he greeted me when I got to the brewery, showed me where to set up, and then was like, hold on a second, I need to go grab a slice. <laughs> and then, like, while we were recording, just talked, like, brought up pizza a couple times, so I asked him when he was going to get a pizza tattoo, and he said, I wear my pizza on the inside. So I was like, that would be an amazing beer name. So then we ended up making, but I'm it was, it was the, it's a great beer name. There's no pizza in it, but it, it was a pineapple mango pilsner okay it was really good but no pizza (laughs) that's fun um but let's take uh one more quick sponsor break and then when we get back we can talk about uh we'll think of something (laughs) (laughs) so we'll be right back i buy my beer at district east in downtown frederick maryland They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today. Best Gin in the World at the International Spirits Competition and Double Gold at the World Spirits Competition for Bourbon, Rye, and Gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. So were either of you into homebrewing before starting or just consuming?
2: Nope, we were consumers. <laughs> Professional we consumers. We
0: love to cook.
2: Yeah. We'd... So we
0: would drink a lot while cooking. So um
2: Yeah, we both love to cook food.
0: That's, that's we fun. thought we knew we wanted to get into entrepreneurship. Um and we actually were like tossing around like food trucks. We were actively looking for food trucks in about I guess it was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, looking for a food truck, kind of like thinking of concepts and names, and like what we could do. And right after we started News for Brewing and they had food trucks there and it was just very apparent. I was like, I am so happy we did not do a food truck because the brewery can be slammed. And, you know, you can't control when people want to eat, if they yeah. want to eat, if it's raining, um, if they like what you have. You know, I mean, the food truck game looks so hard to me. So, no, we never home brewed though. And we never... Have homebrewed still to this day? Never.
1: Well, you don't need to now. You have, like, you have breweries. actual brewer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking your uh, homebrew right here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I get from day one, you hired uh, a brewer.
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: our, our original partner was our brewer, and then when he left, uh, we brought in another brewer. And yeah. Then, and then now we have, uh, you know, two backs, brewers, two yeah. on staff, and we're looking to start expanding that staff a little bit and probably adding another one here in the next
0: couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe pretty soon. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: the work in Rocky Mountain starting to just get more and more. And so it's a lot out there. The clean beer program is picking up and, you know, is, it's,
1: is it hard to um, hire a brewer here? Oh my because gosh. I know like in Maryland, there's so many places that expanded and like, it, there, There's almost like a shortage of well, brewers. Well, you
0: know, we really, um, Zach has been with us for about a year now, and he is so great, Zach Hawkins. Um, he moved here from Texas. And, is there um, anyone
1: here not from Texas?
0: You know, Tyler soon? wishes he was from Texas. <laughs> so we yeah, all, but
2: he wishes he was from Austin.
0: Yeah, we love Texas. Um, <laughs> but Zach is just, you know, they're, it's hard. Ethan and I are so hands-on. Um, that we needed somebody that really saw our vision and, uh, being a woman in the craft beer game is kind of hard. You know, we needed somebody that, uh, liked working with women and, um, and wanted to. Um, and so that was part of a real big part of our hiring process. So basically
1: just a good person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was a big part of the hiring process, and we talked to so many different great people, and uh, we found Zach is just so amazing. He's just really, just really great and a great brewer. So nice, uh, just.
2: Yeah, he's fitting great here since since coming. I mean, well, it was it was really natural from the get go when we were doing the hiring process this time around, and uh, like we we you know we did it was all during COVID, so it's all Zoom Zoom, Zoom stuff too. Yeah. So it was. Um, we we got to know him pretty good there early on, and it was a it it was a good match from the get go. What's and what
1: you had said earlier about the small team and it's like a the fa- family. I think you used the word family and like yeah. It, and everyone here that I've met, and I believe I have met everyone at this point because mm-hmm. you said there's only six of you. I think is yeah. that right? Like everyone has been so nice, so happy. So, like even in the thick of things yesterday. Everyone was nice, happy, like, helpful. Like, uh, so I your they team call it delirium. Is, <laughs> that's, I mean, it could have been that, yeah.
0: We all care so much. Yeah. We're lucky that everybody cares as much as we do, and you yeah, can't and always find that. That's another thing I was that.
1: looking for. Like, your employees definitely seem to care about barrel culture.
0: I wanted to reward everyone with foot massages tomorrow because I thought it sounded perfect, and nobody's into it.
1: Tyler said he was going to complain to HR about being forced to be
2: touched.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Ty- Rale- Raleigh will just look at him and smile, you know? Stop
0: it's- it. No, but we, we- call
2: Raleigh HR sometimes. Okay. <laughs> As a-
1: he's, Raleigh my H-R. he's my HR. He's my therapist. R- so. Raleigh is the dog.
0: <laughs> yes, Raleigh's the brew dog. He's on the website. He's a really cute mascot. He's,
1: he's on his way in now.
0: Um, he
2: heard it, his ears were burning yeah.
0: <laughs> But we have a cool uh, collaboration tomorrow actually So no sleep for us yeah. um, for a couple more days We've got, why don't you talk about Collective it? Arts yeah. out
2: of Toronto is in town And doing some stuff and they're coming in tomorrow And we're going to do a mixed firm with them And then Tuesday I brew an oak cream IPA Anyone them, from so. Texas? No, actually uh-huh. he's from North Carolina And he lives in Canada now not Sorry. Texas, full-on North Carolina in here.
0: <laughs> we're hoping to do a an um, away so we can take a group trip to Toronto.
2: Yes, very much looking forward to that. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up on the, the calendar this year and, and a lot of opportunities to get out there and get our beer out there to more people. So we're, we're Festivals are to making that. a yeah.
0: big comeback in a big way, and um, it's like the calendar's filling up really soon. So, yeah. Um,
1: uh how do you come up with your flavors or who is that a collective process is that zach doing it is that how
2: it's every it's it's everybody generally we we have a meeting every week we we kick our mondays off with a, a group meeting and every once in a while when we've gone through the list which right now at least When you say flavors, do you mean like the heavy, like the heavy jam series? We'll have specific. I mean, really, any any of them beer meetings, like the heavy jams. We'll we'll sit down and we'll make a list of twenty, and then Zach just starts running through those and figuring it out. And same with mixed firm. You know, we have our pie times that we sit down and come up with the order of what we're doing and our erosion theories, and and then we have those core things. And much like the clean beer, we have our heavy jams and our our days and our other like ipas and then we really like to let zach and chase both have the opportunity to make something they really are interested in and want to make so like chase brewed this really nice um ginger tea uh pear sour that i mean it doesn't it's it may not be the normal like what everybody's looking for and. In beer, but like it's it's something he was excited about doing, and it turned out fantastic. And yeah,
0: and we they went out and picked the pears. It was really funny. They were talking about it yesterday. He was like, "So we picked pears for two hours, and then we got to play like two rounds of disc golf. Like, can I do this every day? <laughs> is this what foraging is?
2: Always with the disc golf, huh?
0: Yeah, they always are. But and like um, geranium tea, and uh, and then then Tyler made this cool label that like kind of looks like a farm, picturesque. Um, and we're gonna start getting more fruit from them. And and Chase, uh, we have these one barrel tanks where he can really kind of play. He made like a ginger beet mm-hmm. uh, subterrar, um, and it's just you know it's really fun. It's not it's not the pie time. It's not the heavily fruited erosion theory, but it's just really fun. And people try it, and they're like, "This is so complex. This is so cool." And you have the people that come in that want that, and it's really cool to have just like the wide spectrum of we'll have an we'll have something unfruited from the mixed firm, or just like dry hopped, um, and then we will have a double banana stacks that is like banana and coconut and all the maple that you could ever want. And you're like, (laughs) this is weird and delicious.
2: (laughs) And I think that's the important, I think it's really important from the owner to the the brewer part that they feel like they're engaged with what they're doing. And it's not just same thing over and over and over. They get to have that creative freedom and that opportunity to express how they want to brew and what they want to make. And i think that's really important to give to your brewers that it keeps them motivated and it keeps them excited about beer like and, you know even though you've done this you're doing the same thing in three other tanks that you've done the last three months you've got that one tank that you're like you care so much about because it's like your own thing and, that's, and
0: yeah and we haven't talked um about ben yet but ben is our taproom manager and super like super super into beer loves beer um, just as much as the rest of us. And he is in the beer production meetings too. So, like, yeah. it it keeps some of the pressure. The brewers well, don't that ever helps feel give like you
1: it's the um, the feedback
2: for, like, the, what the people customer want. feedback. Yeah. Loop.
0: And it's like
2: Ben, very much like Tyler, is super dialed in as well. I'm like, just like, he's in the circles, he knows every everything about what's out and who's good and what's
0: and who we need to reach out to and what we can do and um and that's just really part of the the cool to me the coolest part of the team is nobody feels like they're doing anything on their own you know what i mean like it's not like the pressure's not on the brewers to come up with the whole you know brew list it's like everybody and they want everybody wants everybody's help and um it's it's that's well, Fun. if you
1: ever want to do something with pineapple and mango, I'm your man. What about Fruity That's Bubble my-
0: and Marshmallow? Because that was good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I did
1: like that. I, there's, there's one more in there yeah. for Ooh. you guys. And I the, the um, strawberry pretzel salad, because I don't think you got to try that one. I, I didn't. No. There's, a, there's one more in there, too. Pineapple
0: good. and mango, what can we do?
1: I mean, you just put that in beer and it tastes
2: delicious. It's a great (laughs) combo. I'm a pineapple guy. You'll see a lot of pineapple coming out of this this brewery because I love pineapples. Dole
0: Whippa was Ethan's brainchild. Ice cream powder, pineapple, IPA, all in. Vanilla.
1: It's a cool name.
0: It tastes like dessert. Right? It's a cool name, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, why don't you say it? He told everybody we had to say it a certain way. Dole (laughs) Whippa.
2: And... (laughs) I put mm. it on a post-it note one day and just put it on Tyler's desk. And then it's, I think mean, it's probably still sitting there, but.
0: Oh, the post-it note game you know, is real fine, around And chair. I finally convinced
2: <laughs> Zach to do it. And then I was like, Tyler, we're making it. It's happening.
1: And then not the fanboy on Tyler Moore, uh, <laughs> but his photo for Dole Whippa was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, it's mm. fun. Mm.
2: Let's talk about Ben Moore. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny, actually, Ben goes back with us from the Noose River days, so that's where we met Ben, and he was a bartender at Noose River when we first opened, he he also lived like a mile from us at the time, and we were all trading and doing all this, you know, that's when we were starting to get really deep into uh, craft beer, and Ben would be at the house once a week when we get boxes, and he'd get boxes and we called ourselves the drinking team.
0: Oh no, we had matching shirts, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: that that's a little extra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were We were extra, yeah. I can assure you. We're not anymore though. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's fine if you are. It, there's there's no shame in being extra. No,
0: but Ben, he brings some really cool um, outside experience to the tap room. Uh, so he was in fine dining. So he okay. worked at a really nice steakhouse. And so when we were opening Barrel Culture, we knew that we wanted him running the front of the house. Like, it was just like, right but, away, we just knew. Like, that
2: same level of hospitality that you get in the fine dining thing is like, if somebody... You know, Ben he, was above and beyond. In he that remembers regards. you. If you like
0: Diet Coke and you come in here and ask him once, he's gonna have like a secret stash somewhere and yeah. remember and bring it to you before you ask it. He kept a
2: lock <laughs> in his locker at the steakhouse he worked at. He kept like caffeine-free Diet Cokes and Red Bulls and like a couple other things the, the, for people that would come, like. He had like these regulars and people that would come in and be like, oh, and he he was always ready. Like, but that's how he, that's, that's how he awesome. operates here too. He just he's. Usually a step ahead on the hospitality thing. So.
0: And he never forgets a face or a name. I remember faces and I'm terrible at names and he's got them both. So it's like, he's just... I forgot
2: your name already, so <laughs> it's
0: unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> he's really great. And uh, now he's running both of our tap rooms. And I was like, I don't know if you're ready for this challenge. And he was like, let's go. Let's try it out. And he's killing it.
1: How, um, what what is the size difference between like, what's the other tap room like
2: uh it's a it's a retail tap room okay. so we don't have we don't do any brew in there it's retail only we were about 700 square foot inside another 500 outside on the patio uh, and we we sell beer there it's a uh, on, <laughs> uh, demographically speaking we are i mean where we are located right now is the research triangle park and so we're surrounded by major companies and major campuses, Lenovo and Oracle and IBM, IBM yeah. oh, wow. Microsoft, uh, Microsoft, they're all here, There's Huge. just massive, if you drive around RTP, you'll see it, all these massive office complexes and these massive...
0: But they're tucked behind the trees, so you don't know they're there.
2: Oh, yeah, they're private, gated things. So, when we were just looking for a completely different demographic. Yeah. Not that this is a bad demographic, it's just we wanted something different, so... The place in Raleigh is in a much more residential, well trafficked area. So it's a completely different.
0: We live out there, uh, Mm -hmm. like near there. Um, And so, like, the goal there was to create. There's not a lot, definitely not a lot of breweries out there um, at all. And so, we just wanted to have something that kind of felt like you were downtown without driving the 20, 25 minutes downtown. Um, And it's more for the Raleigh crowd. So, we've got the Durham crowd, we've got the Raleigh crowd. um, And And it was an
2: opportunity to. To introduce a new area and a bunch of new people to our product, to an op- opportunity to educate. And to
0: and not only to our product, but to craft beer. Yeah, um, There's a lot of people, um, you know, that that's my favorite thing about craft beer is there is always a new wave of people coming in um, that just like are so excited about it. Like, and it reminds me of that excitement that we've talked a lot about, You know, for us, like, nine, ten years ago, like, when we first started, like, at Flying Saucer, like, trying the different beers, like, you know, and...
2: Oh, and they'd have a new beer on Thursday or a special keg tapping or whatever it was. And we were
0: so excited. And then we started going to the tap takeovers and, you know, it just reminds, it keeps you going. Like all these new waves of people that come in and, you know, like when people come, like all of our like friends we've had for 10 years, like in the beer game and they'll come to like a member night or something, they'll be like, man, this is like all new people. I don't know anybody. And I'm like, isn't it great? Like, (laughs) it's so fun. Yeah.
2: That's, that was the grant, a lot of the gratification for yesterday too, is you saw a bunch of new faces and people that like it's there's always this revolving it's always new people that getting are getting s- jacked up about craft beer and getting pumped about it and, and
0: getting to share it and make things for them and just creating like the most positive experience it's just it's really fun
1: what what was the last oh my god this is an amazing beer beer that you had
0: well i always every time for me i I, I get really excited about every time Arbor's make a beer. And I know they probably get tired of hearing it. I, they do. I'm like, oh, my God, this is your best IPA yet. Like, Ethan's drinking honey, which is a, um, like, remembrance to our dog. And I think that's the best IPA that Zach has made. And um, I'm also drinking the triple dry hop, triple days, which is, like, so hard to compare the two. And this is absolutely amazing. So... But I, I had a
2: double drive of Ghost in the Machine yesterday. It was really good. And that's, that's the not correct. new. It that's, was really good. That, that's just, that's, I, uh, that's, that's
0: the correct answer. Delicious. We, we had a low key, like, <laughs> we we're like, what do you think the first beer to kick is going to be at the festival? He All asked right. me, and I was like, I know it's weird because we have so many like fruited sour people coming. Like, RAR's got a huge presence here in the triangle. And I was like, but I think it's that double dry hop ghost in the machine. And it
1: did, I believe. Was yeah, it was. One. And I think that was also helped by everyone. Every burr yeah. in the building. We were all, full pour yeah. before the festival started. <laughs> we, were, we were all lined up there before it started. Oh, yeah. well,
2: <laughs> it was. It's, it's just one of those things in, in, in the IPA world. Like, I feel like at this point, everybody's had treehouse everybody's had trillium everybody's had it's just still one of those really hard to like acquire like well ipas that a lot of people just haven't had still yeah and i mean it's 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 very good if you haven't
0: had it it's worth the search (laughs)
1: my other one from yesterday was mass landings october sun that ipa is phenomenal
0: it's sad. I didn't drink, like, obviously I wasn't drinking during the festival, but I didn't drink hardly. I and drank it, during the festival. I'm happy you drank during the festival.
2: <laughs> I didn't drink during the festival as well. Huh. I have, I have a video <laughs> to prove otherwise. That was after the festival, please. Time date that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it,
1: I have, um, I, it has been requested of me to combine uh, two videos that I have you, of you together.
2: Okay. Can you oh. guess
1: which two they are?
2: I, I'm assuming one of them is the keg stand. One of
1: them is the keg stand. Uh, what other video do you think I have of you that would be worthy of having? I don't know. Pasted side by side with it.
0: I know that's what I'm thinking. Is it the shotgun? The hoop fever?
1: The poron on
0: oh my gosh
2: um.
1: <laughs>
0: from Islam. <laughs> how do you
1: have that because uh, I was sitting right next to you
2: oh. Caroline's got the better video actually okay well I'll you can send to that be. to yeah. me I'll and exactly. she's, she's got said. the best video I've seen like she has got a fantastic video of that <laughs> it's, I always
0: give Ethan a hard time for oh, like. Yeah. Sh-
2: I've tried to block that one out of the memory so thanks for bringing that back huh? no problem is he there anything else that's you're trying to suppress <laughs>
0: he tries to show people like this he gets, he gets a very like he's excited right now it's this like leftover pizza like tiktok it's the greatest it's thing. the
2: greatest idea i've ever seen
0: and he shows everyone and i'm like hey i would love to i'm like hey like i think you've shown that to everybody yeah. like let's like, go it back that was me with the oozle finch video <laughs> <laughs> i was like have you seen the video of Ethan from last weekend yet <laughs>
1: i tried to help you too i think i I, am i in the video yelling stop yeah (laughs) Yeah. don't tell um Mm. was
0: that pretentious glassware that made that specifically for it was an amazing glass perone okay so
1: it's just someone panini pressing it i mean that's a that's a clutch move
2: right
0: you cut the crust off of the leftover pizza put them together and then in the panini press to make a sandwich and that's Wants to try this. See, that's the
2: reaction you get from everybody else except for her. And you haven't done that yet. I haven't yet. No. I mean, I don't don't think I've had pizza since then.
1: I am definitely going to do that this week. I'll send you a video of it when I do. Yeah,
2: awesome. I can't (laughs) wait.
0: And then hopefully you can also send us the collage video because I I can't wait for that one.
1: (laughs) I will. That I mean, that's on my agenda this week. So definitely send me the good version of it. I mean,
2: it was a solid keg stand, I think.
1: Oh they just, mm-hmm. couldn't, they
0: just
2: couldn't get my legs up very I high. actually yeah. saw
0: it on Instagram today and I was like it's l-. not my fault
2: I'm, I'm not the one who picked me up <laughs>
0: I'm like you're, I'm you like, can't blame
2: Ben Farrar for that.
0: I was like his legs aren't that straight. Like we, Tyler and I were discussing whether we should put it on the company Instagram. Well, no.
1: Ethan is a large man. <laughs> no, like, like, the answer to that
0: question is no. We,
1: we should not.
0: We decided no as well. I'm wi- oh, okay. So just, I
1: was just gonna say I'm willing to bet that there's people that will I'll vote you on that, but maybe maybe not. I mean, I it may not be the best branding yep. <laughs> decision.
0: We like to have a good time, <laughs> work hard, play hard.
1: Yeah.
2: That's uh you know that's the thing we all that's the fun part about it is we all we all bust our butts and then we all like we all go do stuff together so we'll like with if me and Chase and Tyler are here we'll go out and play 18 holes at, at disc golf or if Zach's in town he'll, we'll run out we've done it out in Rocky Mountain and played out there and like we'll hang out and cook food drink beers and we we do stuff outside of work together which is really nice and
0: somehow we don't get sick of each other And we all just hang out and um, really enjoy spending time together.
1: I am um, really glad that you realized that holding on to the trash can was a bad move yeah. before they picked you up. Oh yeah, I was having my hands could... on. I was like,
2: mm, nope. <laughs> yeah. We need to get on the keg.
1: That uh, that could have been a completely different video. <laughs> also, oh,
2: no. before I did that, I actually they were like, do a keg stand. And I was like, okay. And I tried to. I, I just got up on the keg and tried to drink it while have... standing on the keg.
0: No.
1: I, uh, I have. I unfortunately don't have video of that, but I do have photos of that. <laughs> He's kind of like perched up on it, like a bird, or kind of like a gargoyle, sort of. No. <laughs> I mean, that is a beer label. Yeah, I'm lucky I didn't fall because
2: I. It, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, I heard about it. I was not around, um, and I heard about it pretty quickly after. They're like, "He's into the keg stand." I'm like, "Oh, it, it uh, was the keg of PBR from the brewer's party."
1: I um, I definitely should post that one to Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, there he's perched up on Oh, it.
0: my gosh. And Ben Ferrari is equally as tall. Yeah. Ethan's 6'9", for those of you that don't know. So him, on top of a half barrel, it looks like a mini keg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's standing
1: on top of a Heineken mini keg. Right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> have, um... When you go to blend barrels, have you ever tasted a barrel that was just so good you went straight, like, a single barrel? Or does that just not happen?
0: Um... We did the vanilla dry hopped one, which is like one of my favorites. Yeah,
2: we, we have we've done that into smaller batch ones, the single barrels. Uh, for the most part, though, when we for anything we put in a five barrel tank, we have to blend because like we don't have to. I guess we could put a barrel's worth in there yeah. and just have that. But with the smaller tanks, we've been able to do a little bit more of that. If we have one that's like, oh, this is really good. Well, and it, and honestly ours? that's on the clean side too you know we, we were doing our first stouts uh, barrel aged stout release not in two weeks for our anniversary and we were we went in with every intention of blending excuse me. Excuse me. blending barrels and coming up with the best blend and then we started tasting through barrels and we opened we tasted a heaven hill barrel and we're like ah, well we're not blending this with anything and then the next one's like well this is Great on its own, and it's like at, at a point you got to go. Can't mess with something that's already good and turn double into barrel
0: this. sounds good, but sometimes they just taste so good. Well, it's not <laughs> really a double barrel. Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: Yeah, it's but it's just a, instead of blending, we went ahead and just pulled three barrels that we really liked and did three different treatments and went three single barrel. Yeah, releases. So, so
0: it's gonna be four bottles um, for our four year four bottles for our four year anniversary um, uh, on Halloween weekend. And we had two of those on tap yesterday. I don't know if you got to try them. I did not. Well, they're probably, no, I don't, I don't know. One of them's the Horace Collab, which is a barrel-aged Doppelbock. It's um, a wow. blend
2: of uh, maple bourbon barrels and regular bourbon barrels, about I,
1: 9.5%. I got to try very few different things yesterday. It was kind of like I mainly just drank in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what yeah. was back there? Or yeah. Or like someone would come back and be like, oh, yeah, you got to try this. And then I would go out and try that.
0: Which is fun. That's, I mean, that's how it goes. Yeah,
1: it's, well, because it, I mean, if I if I devoted all of my time to like just going around trying everything, like, one, I don't think that's fair with trying stuff. Like yeah. you really don't get an idea. And like I was just having fun hanging out with talking to people. So if like I devoted to doing that, like I w- it was it takes away from the hanging out. So.
0: Networking and mingling is always one of the most. Yeah. But I think maybe the most fun part about festivals is just getting to see these people. And that was, like, one of the best things yesterday is lots of people we hadn't seen in a long time. Um, but w- the
1: problem is then, though, like, afterwards, like, I'll see, like, some beer that was there. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't How try did that. did not do that? Yeah. yeah. So, thank
2: goodness everyone was like, you got to try that, doll- <laughs> the,
1: the ghost in the machine. If, any- so,
2: if anybody asked me when they got there, like, I had friends get there. And like, what should I do first? And I was like, I'd, I'd go to Parrish and get that ghost in the machine because I don't think it's going to be here very long. Yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got the four bottles, the barrel edged off a of buck. Yesterday we had on the it's called Oh Heck, what the heck? it was a, it's a single barrel Buffalo Trace uh, barrel with twelve and a half percent imperial stout with vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry ice cream powder.
0: Oh heck oh, What wow. the heck And
2: uh, <laughs> And then the other two Guess uh, that's where the name came from
0: <laughs> It's <Yeah>. Tyler
2: <laughs> uh, The other one's Infinite Vanilla Which we did About five pounds Of vanilla beans On one and a half barrels Of Or one and a half Of yeah. One barrel with about five pounds of vanilla being scraped and dropped in there. it has been hanging out for
1: a bit. That's well for like a million dollars worth of vanilla, right?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's your first barrel
0: aged stout, yeah. so you gotta go big. And yeah.
1: then
2: what? I think thirty pounds of coconut on uh, the the other one. So we did t- twenty pounds of twenty pounds toasted, Roasted 10, it, ten toast pounds untoasted. Did you
1: buy it toasted yeah. or did you toast it yourself? Yeah, we bought. So it toasted. I love telling this story because they always listen to this podcast but full tilt brewing in baltimore (laughs) didn't know you could buy toasted coconut so they're only one is one of the only once one of the owners (laughs) toasted all the coconut himself and i can't wait for him to call me out for bringing it up yet again
0: (laughs) you know somebody else did that too on from the answer. He used to talk about, like, the huge sheet trays oh, and, yeah. like...
1: Yeah, and that's what he did in his in his kitchen. Yeah. Dude, that's what he was doing. Yeah. And, and I, then he found out that you could
2: buy toasted coconut. That was when he did the uh, Resolute ondel.
0: And he didn't... I yeah. mean, am I just, like, hyping on up? But didn't he not even wear oven mitts? Like, bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: but, that just seems silly. <laughs>
2: after the coconut were dusted with uh, a crap ton of marshmallow as well, so... We're As you a, do. Just a big old heavy coconut marshmallow stout and single barrel Heaven Hills.
0: We, we've always liked the marshmallows here. We're
2: excited. We're excited about that release. That's something we've, you know, the little levels of, of things that we're, our goals that we've tried to accomplish is, you know, get into clean brewing, have hazy IPAs, do the fruited sour thing. And, you know, we started in January last year putting stout in barrels. And this is kind of the first little bit of, of that coming out. And so we're, we're really excited about how that's developing and the ability to continue to, you know, expand and add things to your repertoire. And.
0: Yeah. we had our, um, like beginning of the year meeting, January, 2021. And I remember it was like kind of hard for everybody to be like, what do we want for the end of this year? Cause we were kind of still in the survival mode. I mean, you know, yeah. like what's going on? Like, how can we like, you know, it's hard to plan events like have yesterday, was amazing being able to have everybody here. But in January, you know, we didn't even know if that was going to be a possibility.
1: Well, I mean, I would assume even up to just a couple of weeks ago, you're sweating, hoping some some sort of edict doesn't take place
2: that'll. I think after I think there was that that there definitely was that time in late August September where you got a little nervous about it when the when things started to go south a little bit more towards that direction. Yeah. But then it felt like it just kind of quieted up over the last month and a half and you didn't know, but it was clear that they weren't going to make any real changes to what was going on here.
0: And, and we're really lucky that we have a great, we're kind of tucked in the woods out here. So we've got like a nice outdoor area. So we always knew that the festival is going to be indoor, outdoor. We've got a huge Bay area loading dock um, to connect to our barrel room and keep the doors open, which after the rain, oh my gosh all the floors were so slick uh yesterday it did rain for about an hour it got humid fast yeah it did yeah but, but
1: then it was a good 20 degrees
2: cooler after that that was true it yeah. was nice yeah. we are in jackets today so yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah but we were happy um we knew that we always were going to have the indoor outdoor uh part of the fest and uh and i think everybody that was here had a good time and um we're happy to be back at a festival
1: i i that is definitely what I observed. Like, there was, I didn't see anyone not having a great time. And we had a magician.
0: That, that <laughs> wasn't at the festival, though. That no. was for the Brewers. And he's scary. Don't you think he's scary?
1: And I mean, I... I'll, I'll just say yes. Yeah.
0: Wait, but you told me you knew the sleight of hand. Did you well, see it?
1: I, I didn't. Uh, I, I watched some, and it's been so long. Like, I couldn't remember exactly how I how had the four were, aces in my yeah, pocket how that things had were di- done.
0: disappeared from my hand. Yeah. God, I was so weirded out. Yeah.
1: What is um <laughs> one brewery that you haven't worked with yet that you would love to do a beer with?
2: what's cool about the beer business is like it's it i feel like that list is always changing for us like we're constantly like uh we haven't done it like i think we want to do some of the other half probably for forever and we just you know not knowing it but you know this year is really cool we've got um
0: we got invited to pastry Pastry
2: town Town, so we're gonna get to go up to to new york and go hang out at other half and and get to meet people and and do that so that's it's fun, like, but there's there's always a...
0: We love working with, like, the new kids on the block. Like, that's one of the most fun things about the... Bur- like I was saying, like, all the new people coming that you get so excited about. For our 10-year anniversary in August, we took a road trip from here all the way to Vermont, uh, which is about... Uh, how many hours? 14, maybe? 16? Too long for one day to get to Vermont. So, we, like... <laughs> Um, cause it was hot as heck here. And so we wanted to get up there like cool and we just, Vermont's amazing. So we, um, went up there and we tried, what were they called? Uh, the new IPAs that we love so much when we were in Portland, uh, Bellflower. Yeah. We were just like, someone told us about them, like while we were there, which is why we love the craft beer scene. They're like, Hey, you got to go check out Bellflower. We went there and we were drinking the IPAs and we were like how do we not know about these guys this is amazing and um i just love that's who i love to like try to like reach out to and just um do fun things with because it's like
2: initially though the answer to that original question is kt Brun and blending
0: oh yeah <laughs> always
2: if
1: you're listening how um how has the tradition the transition to becoming a disc golf brewery oh my
0: gosh (laughs) tyler has talked to you Uh, (laughs) oh it's it's
2: it's fun what and what he's what he's referring to is we're in the process of building out the space next to us outdoors in the woods and, and we're putting in an 18 hole disc golf putting course um and we're really excited about that. It's a, another thing to do outside, and, and it's kind of to, to blend the cultures. There, there's probably a lot of carryover in craft beer. There seems to be. Disc golf, as they like to refer to it.
0: So, yeah, Ethan's referring to it as a difference in what they call ball golf, but Ethan finds offense to that and calls it golf.
2: Yeah. Um, if you're gonna call it ball golf I'm gonna call it frisbee golf
0: so uh, anyway so <laughs> Tyler is like this is his baby like I think he's reached out to a professional disc golfer to do a collab beer for the opening <laughs> nice. weekend of our disc golf putting course next to our brewery and like custom disc um, designed by someone who thinks he he thinks makes the best disc he's not designing them he is like outsourcing to someone who th- he's So impressed with, um, and just uh, I mean, branding for the course, a name for the course. Like, we've named the course. What's
2: the the name of the course? (laughs) The parking lot. (laughs) Originally, we we had negotiated with our landlord to put a parking lot in the uh woods there. And it just, it, it's become very clear. He's never going to build the parking lot. And so he, he kind of came hey, if you'll just let us use the land and let us put this there, you don't have to do anything and it doesn't cost you any money. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, it's a great deal for me. And so, <laughs> and so <laughs> sold. But so they call, when that putting in disc golf, I've been told, is called parking. Okay. Sometimes they refer to it as parking and so the name it, I don't know, that's what that's where the name is it,
0: it kind of like ties of works apparently. together so. i've um the
2: parking lot coming january february I've, 2022 maybe i've i've
1: i've picked up on um the possibility that you're not into disc golf
2: i play okay i i, 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 I play i play but <laughs> i've been playing about once a week here
0: i like it so ethan started playing we went out to cbc in october and or is that October? Has October happened? I believe. Oh my! It God. was September. Yeah, um, the weekend. Yeah, uh, we're, we're
1: we're actually no, we're seventeen days into October. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. It's going
0: by fast. So we were out there, and um, a, half of our team is like so into disc golf. So Ethan's like, hey. How about you guys plan something like team building? We're trying to do a little bit of everybody what what everybody wants to do or like pick out a course. Let's all go play. And I'm like, but I can stay home, right? (laughs) Like, no, no, nope. You're coming. I'm like, okay, of course I'm coming. So we're my first time ever playing disc golf. I'm on the side of a legit mountain. About seven mile hike. Elevation, like working out, hungover, like trying to play 12 holes in. I'm like, oh my gosh, at least we have six more holes and we're done. And they're like, Don't you know disc golf is twenty-one? I'm like, couldn't you just let me believe it was 18? Couldn't you let me believe? So even I have my so own. So all disc. that's fun. <laughs> um, you know, the putting part is the best part because you're close. <laughs> um so ours is gonna be like a little bit of a putting course, but they're we're in the trees, so they're yeah. leaving some of the trees as like obstacles. And then of course Tyler's running what he's calling safari routes to it, so it can be harder. Or you know <laughs> all the lingo.
2: So he's really into it. Oh yeah, he's really good too.
0: Ethan wants him to play in the open.
2: I want him to play tournament. He's really good. He's yeah. just getting better, but he has a he's like nine holes in his backyard, like full she, size holes. He's got, he is really, yeah, really, He's into got a big backyard. He's like in woods. It's a like three acres, four acres.
0: I've um like
1: I've seen I've never played, but I've seen some videos of it and. In my mind, I just don't think it's possible.
0: <laughs> no, before you leave, he's got a, a basket set out up there. We're going to have to get a video of you throwing your very first ever disc golf putt I And mean, it'll throw. go
1: nowhere near, what, what are they called? Baskets? Yeah. Holes? I think they call them baskets. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I have no
2: idea. Yeah. I don't know the lingo. I just know and they call it ball golf. So I throw like, I throw the frisbee into the bucket. Mm-hmm. Yep. The chain mm-hmm. bucket.
0: Yeah. And then the chains <laughs> rattle when you make it.
2: Chain rattle.
1: They will not rattle when I throw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It I mean it's it's a fun thing.
1: You get there eventually. So it it was mentioned in terms of years and things about uh but never like the actual what year it was. What year did Barrel Culture open? This
2: will be four years.
1: But that's yeah. still not the year.
0: It, 2017. I want to do math. 2017. See, that's what, <laughs> 2017, well, but I didn't want to
2: do math either. That's I, why I was uh, gonna, it, it, this will be four years. <laughs> 2017
0: is when we first um, started, like, the LC and everything. I think it was 2018 when we opened, correct? No,
2: we opened in 2017. This will 2017. be, four, this will be so the four-year anniversary in 2021. So we opened in 2017. That type
0: of math is hard for me, but the year math, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, it's come a long way.
1: This is five years of this stupid little podcast.
0: Wow. Well, that's awesome. When you, October
1: when... 26th was the first episode. So, we're on oncto- well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I-, I don't know how it's lasted that long. <laughs>
0: I'm super impressed. I told you that earlier. You were like, sponsor break. I was like, whoa, how cool are you?
1: Not at all. No. Ask my wife.
0: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She she will she will tell you to the contrary.
0: <laughs> no, not true. These podcasts are so cool. We um, met Chris out at Diesel Finch, um, and Ethan was like, "You got to come do a podcast." With-. Ethan canceled radio in his car and everything to do only podcast only.
2: Well, I mean, that's mainly what I listen. It's to. It's one even. of those things. Like I, I, when the serious I, when I got a new car and I had the trial or whatever when it runs out. Yeah. I found that I was already a pretty full podcast schedule. And if you have like Apple Music or Spotify or whichever one, you, you, yeah, you don't. Do you need really it. need the radio? I mean, uh, I don't. I, it doesn't. I don't miss it at all. Like it's. And I well, she she hates it. She hates riding with me in my truck because I don't. She, <laughs> she hates it because I don't have Sirius XM. and she has it in her car, and it's fine. But like, I just have found that I'm much more interested in, and you know, I drive more than she does too. So I think very like, true. I think that's the sort of thing that, like, when you drive more, you you gotta have variety. You yeah. can't just. And I I will make sure
1: I have the podcast lined up that I want to listen to from my drive home.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I plan my week out and my drives based on like my podcast schedule. I'm not that organized. And I get but, frustrated but, when I get like, say, like, I have because I have like three podcasts that I listen to that are weekly ones that I do like two or three a week. If obviously get,
1: uncapped. Is
2: one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. We every, every time. <laughs> Uh, I it's real enough I have listened to a few of your podcasts so i uh, we was
0: we just even there's, yeah. there's uh,
2: I don't say this there's, there's like
1: 10,000 s- or more actually it's more than that there is an obscene amount of podcasts at this point <laughs>
0: but it's for a reason everybody loves them it's yeah, really it's really about, fun I
2: think your Instagram's awesome too I think like you do a thank great you. job of showcasing and beer I'm I almost think, as good as Tyler I think you're a great conduit for the <laughs> beer community I think like your passion for other people's for beer and like wanting to like show people off and put that out there is really cool and I think that's it's admirable and something that we all need in this industry is thank you people, I appreciate that you know lifting us up and helping us you know get our story out there and let us you know
1: well, it's a, I think it's a common thing for anyone who's really into beer, people to say to them, why don't you open a brewery? And like, that's the last thing I actually want to do. Like, because I like what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I like just promoting everyone. Like, then if I have my own thing, then I would, like, it would just, I'm sure it would be fun. No, that's,
2: that's very, very fair because, like, it took, a, it's taken us a, a couple of years to get that balance back to where yeah. we can get back to enjoying other people's beers and getting like because there is that hyper focus on what you're doing yeah and, and trying to you know make sure that what you're doing is the best you possibly can do and have that out there and you kind of forget about all the other beer that you used to drink and all the other breweries you used to go to and we try to do that still and, and get out and go to breweries around town when we have the chance to do that and and try people and and
0: if we have a free Saturday, you'll probably catch us at, a, at somebody else's brewery or a tap takeover or something but I, like, like that.
2: I hear so often
1: from brewery owners that they don't get to try everyone else's stuff because they are so busy stuck inside the brewery so I'm yeah like, I, I mean I'm, yeah it, I it like definitely my happened, I like so. my place in the in the world
0: It's a fun place to be
1: or like uh, owning a like a super cool bottle shop that would be cool too.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I think there it's you end up in the same thing though with the just being there. But yeah, at least at least you are drinking a bunch of different things. Yeah.
0: Ooh, you could do live podcast in your bottle shop.
1: Yeah, and that like when that's the thing too. Like I would still be able to keep doing that. But of course. I also like just getting paid. Hey, to do dream- this, so. dreamer's got
0: a dream. <laughs> that's fun. That's really fun.
1: Um, what what do you have coming up that you're excited about?
2: Um, and we have the stouts coming up, uh, and then an expansion on that. We're just going to keep rolling those out. I'm excited to see some of the collabs that have come out of this weekend. Uh, we've got a, a triple IPA we brew with Vitamin C, a double IPA we brew with Mass Landing. We've got a uh,
0: heavy jams uh, with Mortalis Hydro jams, Hydro jam. jams Ice.
2: with Mortalis. That's going to be out in a couple of weeks. And uh, did did you do that? You did that here, right? That'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, we had those guys in a, a day early. what's the flavor
0: it is picked out
1: that um, I love the Hydra series oh and yeah and every collab that they do it, it could, it's always amazing
0: it's been really fun um, we're obviously also really excited to get a pastry town um, we're doing Juicy with Osner yeah um, Phobab. Phobab. That's the same weekend as Pastry Town. The Heist
2: the Heist Festival here in two weeks in Charlotte is gonna be a big fun time, so
0: Yeah.
1: They um <clears throat> yeah, there was a bunch of people talking about the Heist Festival
2: yesterday. The Hydro Jams will be a banana split with banana. banana, strawberry, cherry, chocolate,
1: and ice cream powder. That'll probably be good. I mean, actually it's gonna be good. <laughs>
0: so now that we got our ice cream machine our soft serve beer ice cream machine it's kind of hard not to add ice cream to all the heavy jams because they're so damn good in it am I allowed to say that yeah dang
1: I mean you can say <laughs> I've been told to F off before so it's,
0: <laughs> on your podcast yeah on my podcast no I mean
1: it's someone I know well and I <laughs> like, I took a jab at his beer and I deserved it
0: oh my <laughs> oh heck what the heck <laughs>
1: I um I tried and I, I don't even remember the flavor now but it's the the uh yellow heavy jams can it That's was,
0: the painkiller.
1: It's either that or
2: it's ice cream social, Hawaiian ice cream social.
1: That's the one I think I tried. Okay, yeah,
0: the painkiller is the Kushwa, yeah. and it's also yellow. Yeah, label. I
1: didn't have, I didn't. Man, that was late in the night. Off the look, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't try the the red one. Yeah, the, the triple berry.
0: The Brewers party got out of control in a good way. We were cleaning up, and I was like, "How did this many beers get consumed?" Yeah, there was so many cans so many bottles so many taps it was it was a good time
1: it was a lot of fun and it was great that there was a shuttle
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: ethan was driving the shuttle and who else caitlin ben ben yep
1: um what is the next event you guys will be having
2: we're hoping to make the festival, the, fe- the Invitational is going to be a, you know, once a year thing, but we're hoping to add in uh, potentially a spring, like a late spring, early summer type thing and do another festival here. We also have...
0: Our anniversary. Our anniversary
2: is a big deal. We've got a bunch going on for that weekend. It's going to be a big, fun celebration. And
0: It's really funny because we uh, were trying to let everybody know what's going on with the festival, which is two weeks before our anniversary so we're like oh Tyler on Instagram was like six beers for the um anniversary or festival and then six beers for the anniversary and someone was like are these six beers total or are you guys really releasing 12 beers in like this short amount of time and we're like yeah we're crazy we're doing 12 <laughs> six for the invitational six for the anniversary um and then we've got some really fun stuff planned for Black Friday too so um it's just been fun rolling out um all the beer and just uh, doing like fun, crazy things. So, Chase is working on a mix firm, um, like cereal series. Um, that'll be fun. Some fruity pebbles, some, um, I don't know, there's lots of fun beer coming up. So, yeah. More for fruity
1: pebble stuff, I highly recommend swapping out cherry for raspberry.
0: Oh, pro tip.
1: Yeah. Pro tip. I, I mean, that's what Noted. we did for.
2: Nice. And it tastes like charade fruity pebbles. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, we're with that. I think we're partnering up with this new uh, yeah. cereal spot in Raleigh, and they're going to come out and do a cereal pop-up with the cereal beers. Are and, they
1: the ones that were on? Were they on Shark Tank?
0: I think they were actually. Um,
1: I wa- I watched the Shark Tank recently where it was like a cereal bar
2: company mm-hmm. that was. We've got one of. The, did you ever see Cineholic on Shark Tank? The cinnamon oh. roll place. We've got one of those. Nice.
0: Ethan will be. I'll be like, yeah. People are kind of stressed out, so Ethan just like. One day went to the new Cineholic place and brought, like... It's, like, the biggest box you can imagine. And it's, like, huge cinnamon rolls. And he was like, everybody grab a fork. <laughs>
1: I'm really stressed out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring something um, for the crew. Is it Red Bull? Is it coffee? Is it sugar? No one knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the three will help. <laughs> yeah. I had an... Uh, so, you have, you have the two tap rooms. One, you do the... um. I'm not allowed to call it dirty beer. The mixed (laughs) fermentation. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I I think it's cool how your production facility works. Where it's like not contract brewing, but more like what is it? It's an alternating
2: proprietorship. So we have space that we lease out there and we have a you know we followed we have to with the ttb and in, in that we don't have a tap room out there and it's just production space but what differs from other contract brewing situations is that it's not sending somebody a recipe and then paying for them to brew it it's our tanks are we brew on that and we do all the, the brewing ourselves so it's it's a it started out as an incubator facility which had four breweries in it to start with and four brew houses and um and it's kind of grown into this and they've added more tanks as the years have gone on and brought in different people and more people. And, uh, they're, you know, their big success story is hot fly and okay. Hotfly fly was there this weekend. They were day one, uh, at the mills and they've just, you know, they've grown steadily over the last few years and they're actually moving to Charlotte, uh, starting, they should be running an open January, February, 2022 into a big facility there. And, and so it's kind of like, that's, that's kind of the vibe there, and which we're, we're we're all going for. It's it's a really cool, awesome location to hang out and brew and be around other brewers and bounce ideas off of people. But it's also, it's uh, you know, it's a goal to for us. It's a goal to grow out of that and to something bigger and our own production space. Just you know, very similar. It seems that it's like a really
1: cool middle ground between just straight contract brewing and then building out your own place. Like yeah. you like I would assume they have like their own maintenance team and everything too. So if something isn't working, yeah, they we, have to fix it. We then, have a
2: GM there that runs it. That, that um, his job is to fix equipment. So that's great. Machines, so you don't have
1: to worry about new <laughs>
2: parts, and things it, like that. And it uh, gives us
0: access to some really cool stuff. Like there's a canning line out there yeah. in house. In house
2: canning line. We have a pasteurizer.
0: That's what I was gonna say. So we're able to pasteurize all of our yeah. heavy jams. So it's like they're not gonna exploit the first release. Everybody put them all over the brewery. Like, in, it's like February, so it's not that hot outside. So we're trying to test if they're gonna blow up in like a not lab test level. And so I think Ethan put them on top of the heater. They got like, hot. Uh, it did not. And then they're like, put, like they put like I think seven or 14 cans all over the brewery and we're like where are you putting these and then he looks at Tyler and he's like I put one on your desk he was like what <laughs> and I was like also who's climbing up on top of the heater to clean up exploded cans but none of them exploded uh, so the good news is the pasteurizer works
1: <laughs> it, um, it's still so nerve wracking uh, that we're trying to get out of that mindset even when you know a heavily fruited beer has been pasteurized and that it's safe to not make sure it's in a refrigerated.
2: <laughs> Once you've had
0: one blow up in your kitchen, yeah, on the ceiling, all around, you know what happens. <laughs> well,
2: at the mills, the 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 one we package there, and we 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 get done packaging, we roll the trays into the pasteurizer, and we get everything going. And then Zach took the low fills and put them in the hallway.
0: That's like code for like any brewers can have them, yeah, right? Yeah, because like and it,
2: uh, if you put your There will be stacks. It's not very. It's very common to see no labeled, low fills sitting in the hallway all week because people are canning all week. Most people put a label on the box so you get a chance. Uh, But Zach puts it on a Friday, and on Monday morning when he gets in, the white wall behind him sitting (laughs) was splattered with blueberry and happy Monday. Yeah. So we learn lessons. I have only ever had
1: one explosion and it was because it was in a mixture of beers that cause normally I'm so good about making sure things that get explodey are put in a refrigerator and I had just photographed a ton of beer that day and I left one mixed in with stuff that was safe to keep out and I was woken up by my wife at like not super early but early enough and she's like there's a big problem downstairs <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully somehow the the explosion missed the myriad of electronic equipment in my basement because oh, wow. i have my photo set up um on one side there was the table that that beer was on and then right next to that is where my computer the soundboard and everything are and somehow it sprayed just in between everything <laughs> wow covered I, the only thing that got ruined was the um, photo background, but like that's just a big roll of paper, so I could just roll more down and get rid of it. And the ceiling—you so was lucky, beyond lucky, because it sprayed in between the soundboard, the computer, my camera was still on the tripod oh. right next to it. So that's a lot. Yeah, I and that's all I kept thinking. Like I was gonna go downstairs, and all the electronic stuff was gonna be covered oh, in not <laughs> good chunky. <laughs>
0: the price you pay for beer yeah
1: so i i i when i'm done photographing now i go through everything <laughs> and make sure that <laughs> the things that need to be properly put away have been properly put away of course well is there anything else that you guys have coming up that you want to talk about
2: Did we talk about the disc golf course enough uh-uh. i
1: mean I, probably not for tyler's liking <laughs>
0: keep coming back will, to the main point yeah. will
1: you be changing the name of the brewery to include disc golf <laughs> into it or
0: no but i think he's listing it as like a public course or something yeah. so everybody will know about it um
1: like maybe disc culture or
0: <laughs> just rolls off the tongue pretty yeah. easy
1: Ooh, yeah i do like that
0: yeah no we're really excited Disc
1: culture throwing and parking or <laughs> i like that <laughs>
0: we've got a bunch of fun stuff coming just like really expanding like we were talking about expanding the makes firm for the dark sours i think that's going to be really fun um just growing our bourbon barrels and all different types of barrels out at um rocky mount and uh maybe even like i know i said i didn't want to own a food truck but maybe some type of permanent food option at some point uh you know uh that we maybe have a little bit of say in Um, oh that
1: was that if do you have time Yeah. yeah okay um there there was two questions i had that i forgot to ask that i um that came up while we were talking uh what were you guys doing before you opened or got into the brewery game
2: um i was doing broadcasting i was doing sports uh sports broadcasting oh cool yeah i was at what what level so i worked at a radio station in lubbock texas where i would do high school football games basketball baseball And then I also was. That' why your voice
1: is so dreamy on the microphone.
0: Now it's gone right back. He's like, "Oh, I gotta like perfect the sports uh, broadcasting." And then I was working for
2: um, what's the name of the TV station there? KCBD. KCBD, doing the internet writing for Texas Tech basketball, which was fun. So uh, my goal when I came out here was actually to like move to a bigger market, get him to keep doing it, and then you know, things happen. Give me, a, give me change. a quick announcer voice
1: about something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just um, that's kind of putting you on a yeah, spot. Yep. Don't if talk you come about
0: Brazingis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's been a while. I don't.
0: Uh. Uh, and I did food blogging, so okay. I was a recipe content creator and um, had a food blog, so that was fun. It was blogging before blogging was cool. 2011, it was like, "Feel like you're doing what?" And I'm like, "Creating recipes. I don't know." So don't worry <laughs> about it. Somebody <laughs> on sent the me, internet. Yeah. Somebody
2: sent me 14 bags of sugar for free yesterday. Yeah. It's just great.
0: Dixie Crystals <laughs> made some fun stuff for them. Um, it was fun though. I really enjoyed it, and uh, maybe someday I'll. Uh, people keep begging me to like. We still share recipes um, with our friends, so maybe bring it back a little bit.
1: Uh, you've mentioned members a few times. Yeah. Um, explain that so program. So we
2: we have a membership club, and it's been something we've had since day one. And uh, we it's changed a lot. I think we've you know the first year I think we did what twelve bottles, ten bottles, or something like that. Like there's a crazy amount of like work and like it was it was a lot and so we we had made the decision to go down i think we went down to four eight. no we went down to eight we went first. down to eight mm-hmm. and then now we're at three
0: and we did we do bonus bottles now
2: i feel like there's more we, we found more freedom in it now we we know we we're going to make these three bottles for you every year and then we've we've added some we just have like little surprises and little things on and obviously the price of the membership is reflected the yeah. lessening of the bottles but we've also every month uh well COVID's been a little different, but we do a member share okay. where we close down the back for any member and they can come and open bottles with, with everybody. Cause again, that's the whole, we were into sharing beer with friends. So like that's always a fun time. And then we do a big party for them uh, with food and everything once a year. They also get merch discounts. And, well,
0: and the big thing is pre-order. Yeah. You get to pre-order ahead of time. You allow proxies. We hold your beer to the end of the year and Another fun part of it is the beer's exclusive. So, oh, like, cool. we don't sell the beer to anyone else. Like, we did put on the double banana yeah. pancake stacks at our festival, one sixth of it. But usually, we even save the kegs for like the member party. So, you don't have to open your bottle. We'll let you drink it on draft. Um, but we'll send some of them out to like, you know, festivals or something. But we don't put them on draft here until after the membership is over. Um, so your beer is exclusive just to you. Um. And
2: not just, uh, maybe one of the biggest perks now, I think, and we actually saw a big uptick in memberships this year at that time, it's because you have first ride on all package, but we also allowed our members uh, first access to festival tickets. And we'll do that whenever we do an event like that. Which our is a big
1: benefit because it sold out, what, practically instantly, yeah, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, once we went live after members got their share of tickets uh it was like an hour and a half or something like that and then they were gone so but the members came in and took a third of them right out of the gate and it was you know
0: it's a big benefit um and we like to reward our members and always give them first access to anything so
1: rightfully so and they're 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 obviously your biggest supporters and fans yeah we
2: have uh it's funny this year uh one of our members Josh Dowd is his name. I'll, I'll shout him out. He bought one of every single thing we released last year. Wow. That's dedication. So, on the final pre order, pre order, he yeah. did. It, it, you, I mean, it was, it became a running thing as the year went on. I'm like, he's going to buy every single thing. <laughs> so, we, we, uh, we we're like, we've got to do something. So, we bottled the last, uh, we did the Neapolitan Pie Time. We bought the last one. We did one of them in a mag. And then when he came to pick up his bottles, like he got his. He was yeah, like, oh, magnums, here's yours. And he's like, Whoa.
0: he's like, what? That's awesome. Like, yeah. why is my member bottle a Magnum? Uh, and oh, and he
2: was probably like, blown away. And, yeah. 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 And we're and like, thank you so much, buddy. That's we awesome. Really appreciate you. And I mean, that's, you know, that's the part of it. It's it's people. You know, this this whole industry, this this business, it's a people business, and it's about.
0: And we throw a really fun member parties for people. We gave away a Traeger. We had like a barbecue wow. competition. Yeah, come on to be
2: a member. Yeah. A couple years ago, <laughs> we did a, uh, a barbecue cook-off where all the members could enter barbecue, but that was also the catering That's for awesome. the meal. And so what we would our food budget, what we would have spent on it for that night, Yeah. instead we just bought like the a Traeger. Traeger and we brought in professional judges and That's awesome. people got their barbecue judge and the winner got to leave with a brand new... Trigger pellet grill. Yeah. And that's an awesome idea. Yeah.
1: That is so cool. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And, and we
0: did Ethan cooked a whole hog for the last year's end of the year one. Mm-hmm. Um I was a
1: whole hog there last uh, Friday night. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. <laughs>
0: it's fun. We like to really it's um just like many things and we have friends that'll send us kegs up, um, you know, like keg swaps or like um different collabs and stuff that we'll throw on just for them, um, like little surprises for the parties.
1: What was the name of that Smash Burger place?
0: Uh, Lawrence barbecue is, do they have like a f-
1: brick and mortar too? Or is that just it's, a, no, it's
2: cook. a, well, it's, I guess in the theory, it's a brick and mortar. It's, uh, across the street over here is a new complex called the RTP boxyard. yard. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's this big outdoor space that's built out of, uh, Box cars, like the, okay. the train cars, yeah, and or the storage shipping containers. I guess is what you actually call them. But they have that. That is where their restaurant is, and they have a little. They have a shipping container. He does two. a little of
0: everything. He does like birria, birria
2: tacos on Fridays, I think. And brisket, full-on um, barbecue. All I know is that Smashburger was phenomenal.
0: They were uh, double pepper jelly. They sold out so
2: yeah. and, quick. And thankfully. Thank the you pastry
1: chef, you told me to make sure I go yeah. get one of those before they run out because I got one and it was amazing. And yeah. there's a bunch of people saying that they went to try to get one and
2: they had already sold out. Their pastry it's chef insane. is an absolute rock star too. Like My she is Mary
0: Tilly, and she, she is m- awesome, insane. It's
2: like it's not. She's not out here making like fancy pants. Like she's just making delicious, sweet pies, yeah, cookies.
0: Last year for our, um, anniversary, our third year anniversary, we had a beer, go shot each birthday. We did a cake walk and we had all these different pastry chefs donate a cake and you know, like the old fashioned fall festival cake walk and hers. And then everybody started, we had like plates and forks. So they'd take it back to their picnic table and they'd start slicing up their cakes and people were like, where is this? Who is this? Where is this cake from? Um, but it's really fun. She's got a cool Instagram and, um,
2: yeah, we did a cakewalk. We walked around in circles to music yeah. till it stopped and let people
0: pick out <laughs> cakes off of the tray. Hey, but we donated all the, um, the, there was a local Durham facility or nonprofit that was donating, uh, food to people on the weekends. Um, so all the proceeds from the cakewalk went to them, um, and all the cakes were donated. So it was really fun.
1: How do people stay up to date on what is happening at Barrel Culture?
2: Our Instagram and Facebook is probably the best place, and I think that's the, probably the answer you get. And they're both—it's ju- just at Barrel Culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. And yeah, we—you
1: know—we put a lot of information on there. You can go see Tyler's amazing work.
0: Yes, you can. <laughs> it's fun. It's Instagram's just grown into something just amazing. I know when the world shut down the other day, everybody was yeah. like, like Tyler was like, "Hey, can you restart your phone?" Like, something's happening, and I restarted mine, and then, like, Ben came in the office, and Ben's like, yeah, I think he, like, uninstalled and redownloaded the apps and, like, did all the stuff, and then, like... Can you like- imagine
1: how much productivity there was that day? Or everyone was just wasting their time just hitting refresh and trying yeah. to get it to work, so who knows if, which way it landed.
0: It was crazy, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the way we get our information out. And,
2: and then as soon as it was back on, it was just like, what did you do for your seven hours yeah. without... <laughs> that was, like, the, every post for, like, the next hour... Yeah.
1: Thankfully, like that was a actually that entire week or the last two weeks. I've been so like ridiculously swamped that I didn't even notice that I couldn't get to it. It was like I had a bunch of messages that I needed to send out and unfortunately it was all people that i communicate mostly on instagram Mm -hmm. and i'm not smart enough to like when they send their contact information through instagram to like put that someplace safe where i could get to if instagram's down so like i couldn't like i was like i know i have their phone number or email somewhere like oh yeah they sent that to me an instagram (laughs) message
0: (laughs) oh man bring back the old contact book Yeah,
1: seriously (laughs) um but thank you to so much for everything this weekend it was absolutely amazing No, thank and
2: you for coming and being a part of it man we're excited to
1: have you out here and thank you for spending time with me today after wow you guys are obviously and rightfully exhausted i'm sure all right <laughs> i am sure I i got to pull it together
2: cowboys play here in a Little wall so i'll be all right
0: we had a great weekend um it's just like the cherry on top of the cake to kind of talk about it a little bit and mm-hmm. um to have you here chatting with everybody. And it was just really fun. It was and, a really good
1: time. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers! The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Colin, and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.
2: Oh, my God. That's good.